You're listening to The Parking Podcast. Views and opinions are my own. Welcome back to another episode of The Parking Podcast. With us today is Tammy Baker, Chief Operating Officer at Parker Technology. How are you doing today, Tammy? Yeah, it's great. It's uh, getting close to Christmas, so you know it's you can't help but feel good this time of year. Oh yeah, most wonderful time of the year. And I do love your name, uh, Baker, because we had a counterpart, your uh, coworker Heidi Barker, on the podcast. Uh, Barker with Parker and Baker with Parker. So that's yeah. a tongue twister there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's part of the onboarding process. You have to learn how to say everybody's name fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Baker Parker. All right. And you are the third uh, Parker Technology employee we've had on the podcast this year, rounding out the trilogy with, uh, of course, Brian Wolf, Heidi Barker, and now Tammy Baker. So uh, first, let our listeners know, how in the world did you end up with Parker or into the parking industry? Yeah, so... Actually, Mr. Wolf is the one that that brought me into parking. I worked with him way back when in a cloud hosting company. And when he first started with Parker, he had reached out and said, hey, I got this cool gig going here and it's a really neat company. And I think we're going to need your help to kind of help grow the services you know, piece of it. And so... We kept in touch over a couple of months and, you know, I had some synergies happen and some things happen at, at the the place I currently, you know, was at at the time and just kind of happened to be perfect timing. And I jumped into Parker with, you know, both feet, you know, it, you know and when you're outside of the parking world, you just have no clue besides lines and, a, and some kind of little payment kiosk. You have no idea of uh, how just crazy this world is. And um, so it, it was a, like, what do you call it? A, a uh, eye opening yeah but like yeah. like the fire hose you know where it's I just drink like it from a fire hose yeah <laughs> yes yeah, that's yeah. what it was yeah. and so um it was a, a cool experience and you know from all the different industries i've been in distribution manufacturing you know just all over the place um you know you just don't quite find a group of people like you do in parking it's a tight-knit group of a lot of good people so it, i'm really glad i'm here yeah i love it we're Happy that you got into the parking industry. It reminds me of that old adage, uh, uh, choose your boss, not your job. So it sounded like there was a relationship with Brian, some respect there. And uh, you followed him into your next career move, as I've done in the past. Sometimes I've had a good boss I've worked for, starts with a new gig down the road. There's an opening and it's a no-brainer just because of the relationship and respect I have for for that boss. So that's that's pretty cool. And now you are COO, Chief Operating Officer with Parker Technology. Tell us a little bit about your role there. will kind of help us understand kind of what Parker Technology does. Uh, yeah. So we, uh, you know, I have a couple of different hats. The call center is one of the main branches, obviously. Um, having a 24-7 operation in that, that aspect is, is, a, is a lot of work. Uh, we have a lot of good people that run that area, though. So... We have the call center services. We have technical services, which takes care of any type of system issues and hardware issues and and customer requests from that standpoint. And then the development branch. So we have our team at Leaf that um, builds our our internal products for us. And and then all the product development that goes with that. So I have those areas um, under my umbrella. Yeah. And if you listen to the episode with Brian Wolf a few uh, weeks back. You'll remember the elevator pitch where Parker does, uh, if you need help in a garage and you can 
uh, hit the intercom button, you can talk face-to-face with someone, kind of like FaceTiming when you need help. Instead of just um, it forwarding to a security guard who's sleeping in a booth, you have a person that you're looking at in uniform talking to. So really cool, really important role with what Tammy does. So yeah, we met, um, I don't know if you remember that last year over Zoom, we we had a meeting, really hit it off. And I remember one thing we had common ground on, one thing um, that we both enjoyed talking about was employee development. I know that you're very passionate about that. I know Brian talks about that with you. So um, maybe tell us a little bit of why uh, employee development is important to you. And I'll have some questions about um, some of the stuff I've read that you put out there about employee development. Sure. So Honestly, at the to me, at the end of the day, everything wraps around the service that you're providing or the product you're providing. And the one thing that either makes that successful or, or not one thing, but a primary thing that makes that successful, obviously, are your employees. So having them, having their buy-in, having them empowered, having them passionate about, especially in a service industry, the, the service that they're providing is critical to being able to live up to the expectations that you have set and the promises that you've made to your client base. And I know that, you know, there are people that say, oh, you know, our employees are number one. Well, I don't know that that's really accurate anywhere because you cannot put one in front of the other. Without your employees, you don't have customers because you don't have the product. But without the customers, you don't have the income to pay your employees. So <laughs> you have to find a win-win in that environment so that both of those key components are taking care of each other. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to name it the customer employee equilibrium because you There you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> you're right though because you have to balance all of them cuz you can't have employees without having customers, you can't have customers without having employees. So it's finding that balance to and one thing to keep them engaged to keep that balance is through employee development. So uh, what are some of the key components of employee development that you've employed or used at Parker Technology? Yeah. So there are things that, you know, when I think about that, there, you know, I've been here six and a half years-ish, and there are still things that I want to have more ingrained in the way we do things, right? There, so it's something that you're, you evolve, you, you grow, you work on, all the time. It, it's, it, it never stops, right? So, but when I think about that process, the first thing that you have to have is, is back to that win-win that I was talking about a minute ago. You, you have to sit down and engage with an employee. You can't have some kind of blanket stamp program that you put in place because it's not going to work for all people. We don't all have the same motivations. So as a leader in a company, and you have to understand the motivations of your direct reports. Why are they here? What makes them tick? And how can you help them on their journey? Because I guarantee the more you help them on their journey, the more they're going to be able and willing to help you on yours. So sitting down and finding that win-win and and getting the buy-in from from the employee, you know, you can even have an employee in in a position that they don't even care for the position as much, but they know that their end game or their end goal is over here. And the position they're in right now is a means to an end. So they're going to give it their all, even in a position that they don't like as much because they see the future and where they're going to and how you're helping them there. So sitting down and getting that clear definition of you know, where the buy-in is, what the role is, and, and, and where the end game is so that you have that roadmap for how you're going to get them there. 
yeah, I like that. The, the, what you call the roadmap, you know, seeing a path. We, I've worked a lot with parking enforcement officers and we've worked with some cities where every once in a while they're hiring a police officer and they will look at, you know, this was a standout parking enforcement officer and they will get accepted in the police academy or whatever. So it's like, or maybe they started a parking force officer and they work up to supervisor, but we have plenty of examples, you know, where here's a roadmap. Some of them, hey, I love this job. I love walking around the beach and talking with people and I want to do this forever. No problem. Some of them need that path, that roadmap to stay engaged. Because I think the worst thing is what my good friend Steve Resnick calls is uh, you don't want, it's it's sad when you're just exchanging time for money, you know, where it's, um, yes, yeah, yes. it's, <laughs> they don't want to be there, but they have to be there. And so if we could show them a roadmap, um, help them understand their role and why it matters and why they matter, I think they're going to be more engaged, which is going to help you hire employees and retain them. But yeah, what else you got? Uh, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. And then I think along with that, you're setting expectations. You're, you know, you have to appreciate every level of employee you have because they're all needed. So whether you have an employee that's been in a job for 10 years and wants to be in that job when they retire, they need to feel as as loved and needed and, and lifted up as the person sitting next to them that's been in the job for a year and they're hoping to be at this other job over here within the, the next six months. So making sure that, again, with that, that check-in and buy-in that you're on that same roadmap and then you know how to help them in clarifying their role and, and with the job description. So, you know, let's say that we're talking to a CSR and they want to be in this role. They love the role. They love helping the customers and it gives them the work-life balance that they want. I'm going to go in with a certain talk track with them on their weekly check-ins and their, and their one-on-ones and their, your, their yearly performance. It's going to be very much based on the job they're doing today and how they're doing on that job because that's what their goal is. The person sitting next to them, maybe they want to be a supervisor. So when I talk to them on any of those occasions, I'm going to tell them how they're doing in the job that they want right now and that they're doing right now. But then I'm going to also say, okay, but you know, you've said that you want to be a supervisor. Here are some things that I'm seeing and how you're handling them. And this is the difference between how you handle it as a CSR and if you were a supervisor, how you would need to handle it. So this is a great practice ground for you. And while I'm going to give you high rankings as a CSR, as a supervisor, this is going to hurt you. So you're going to want to grow in this area. So it, it so those conversations help fuel them for, for going forward. And, and so they still have good a good job description and good role clarity for where they are, but you can still have the conversations around, you know, the growth and and what's needed to get them to where they want it, that where they want to be. Yeah, no, that's I, I help um, give IPMI a plug. They have something called APO, which is accredited parking organization, where a parking uh, organization can get certified, kind of like how buildings can get lead certification, parking operations can get APO, which says they meet a certain level of standards, but one of the objectives, you know, you have a job description for every role. And as I help these different organizations, I'm always shocked by how many of them do not have job descriptions <laughs> for every role. Because then, as as you just discussed, I think that's that's critical to an employee being engaged and and maximizing their potential. I remember um, had a f- friend recently that used to work for Chick Fil A. I was like, huh. You know, it's usually but examples people talk about customer service. I'm like, how how do they get them all to act like that and to go out? He, 
And she said they have like they have documentation for everything, every scenario they have. It's just like it comes down to that job description, having having those manuals, SOPs and descriptions for what your role is, what you're supposed to do and how you handle these situations, which again also comes into what you're talking about with the check-ins and follow-up and but it starts with having things written down, having things in order, and it starts with your job descriptions. And I usually quiz people too, kind of like, "What's your, what's your company's uh, mission, or what's your company's uh, core values?" And sometimes that's silly, and it's just business practice. But sometimes it, you can really find if an organization is living them and instilling those in an employees. And it starts with, "Do they even know them?" So again, I like that kind of documenting, documenting having those job descriptions and roles in place. Yeah, I think sometimes people get a little intimidated by him, whether it's, you know, finding the time to put things pen to paper, or they feel that if they have, you know, the roles defined, then they're constricted. So it's just finding a a good balance, again, of getting him, getting it down and understanding the the right way to use them. Yeah, absolutely. And I always have uh, include in the job description, plus other duties that may come about because <laughs> sometimes they'll use that against you like well my role is to do this i'm not supposed to wash the dishes because i'm a pizza delivery driver you know like well right no, you know here <laughs> plus other duties that may arise as need needed to be flexible yeah as needed yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah what, that's what else you got for us all right so once you get that buy-in um we got uh, you know role clarity job description then you got to really make sure you're working with people to train and develop them you know, I think that uh, I, and I, I want to give the proper credit on this. And honestly, I cannot remember which book I read it in. <laughs> I think it may have been Brene Brown. But, you know, to be clear is kind. And, you know, giving that clear information with somebody to somebody in a non-assertive, aggressive, angry, any kind of uh, anything other but, you know, just uplifting way around here are things that you're doing great and here are things that we're going to work on and 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 here's how I, here are the tools that we can use to help train you and you got all this support and 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 we're going places right and just from a positive aspect building people up and and training them you can't give people false hugs got to make sure that you you are giving the appropriate pats on the back and the appropriate you know great jobs and then also the appropriate words of wisdom when it comes to things that people really need to pick up and, and, and do better with. So having very frank conversations around that and having training and development programs and, and tools that can help them build those up as needed are our cornerstone. Wow, dropping Brene Brown this early. Uh, I, <laughs> I've read Daring Greatly, but I love that quote, you know, clear is kind. I had a boss that always say, people follow clarity. So when you're you're saying one thing but doing the other, or one thing's written down and you're saying the other. It can be confusing and and hurt your employee morale. So having a clear vision and being consistent and authentic in that is crucial to employee development, employee morale, and and, and overall the the health of the organization. So that's good stuff, yeah. Tim. Yeah. Well, and when you're if if there's something too that's bothering you that somebody needs to work on, you can try to gloss over it all you want, but you're going to have tone and body language and all kinds of things that lets people know that something's wrong. And if it's bothering you enough over time, you're going to get angry enough about it that at some point you're going to erupt. And at that point, nobody wins. So, 
let's hit it head on early on and have support to to address it. It's, it's really that easy. Yeah, and again, consistency. You know, if you if you have a rule that shirts must be tucked in, and one day you you don't say anything, that just yeah, under, can undo <laughs> you know yeah, six months of of training. You know, it's just yep, always it's, being it's consistent. Yeah, yeah. Yep. For what sure. else you got? That's great. And then, yeah. And then after, you know, you got, you have training and development in place and then making sure that you have those check-ins, um, you know, like our business has just like, just, we've just been crazy with, with growth over the past, you know, year, year and a half, two years. And so it, uh, it's easy to skip the check-ins, especially with those solid employees. You're like, Oh, they don't need me. <laughs> we can skip this. And you know, the the more you skip that stuff, the further away people start to drift. Mm. So um, making sure that, you know, people already know the business is important. You have all kinds of metrics and all kinds of things that 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 let the employees know that the business is important. You have to make sure you're taking the time with with standard check-ins, one-on-ones, you know, communication. Even if it's 15 minutes, it's it's that's all that sometimes is needed. But that 15 minutes is undivided time that you've sat down with your employee, letting them know that in that 15 minutes, there's nothing else in the company more important than what they're talking to you about. And, and, and your, your employees deserve that. So just having those standard checks, check-ins that, that help keep everybody on the same page is, is a next critical path yeah. item. Yeah. I, I hate to say there's nothing more important, but I just think this is such a crucial one. I, I, that was always important to my healthy operations that we run where the manager supervisor would have these, we call them checkouts, maybe a daily checkout kind of, mm-hmm. Hey, do you have any problems out there? Uh, what were your wins today? Maybe it's that Rose. Uh, I don't know if you heard that Rose thorn, bud. kind of, what was the best part of the day? What was the worst part? What are you looking forward to tomorrow or just anything, you know, Hey, what, what ideas do you have that could help or what do you need? Do you need some new supplies or a new monitor? You know, just, it's just, again, they feel special because you're, like you said, you're the whole company. You're taking time one on one with them. That's that's all you're talking to, and it could even be five minutes. You know, so it's having those those check ins and or checkouts are important. And I'm an introvert. I'm a deep thinker. I've had to, you know, I hate the constant interruptions with an open door policy. But it's like, yeah. um, you know, you get they're so important. And maybe you schedule them. I would say, you know, hey Bob, uh, you know, love talking throughout the day. I would like to, you know, let's make this a <laughs> Let's put this on the schedule, a calendar every day at you know four thirty. Let's just do a checkout. You know, and maybe that helps me organize my time where I can, I can write a proposal or whatever, and still have those one on one. So great stuff, Tammy. Uh, yeah. Anything else when you're looking at employee retention? Yeah, and then I think the kind of one of the last founding pieces for 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 what we do at Parker is is around the the measurement and reward system. So if something's important enough to talk about and, and say that, you know, it's part of your, your core, then you need to measure it and um, reward it as much as possible. So again, you know, the, the, the clearest cut role here at Parker is the CSR role. It's, you know, the, the month that we have the most employees in and, and it's the, the touch point of, of, our, of our business to the, to the outside world. And so in a call center, you know, we don't get to, to decide when the call comes in. We just have to make sure based on historical data and where we know that our, our spikes are probably going to come, that we have people that are butts in the seat when, when the call is, comes through. So in regards to that, you know, attendance for us is, is huge. We can't just let the call pile up and, 
you know, you're sick today, no big deal. You know, just take the call tomorrow. <laughs> we just don't have the luxury around that. So we put mm. a lot in place with attendance. You know, we have a base pay and then we have an attendance bonus that you get on the base pay. So if if you're sick for a day and you call a coworker and you guys work out a, a, a shift swap and then you have basically taken care of your sick day, you've filled your spot and your role is good, doing things like that takes extra effort and time. And, and we appreciate how difficult that, that can be. So we have our, our base pay of $14 an hour and then a $3 an hour attendance bonus. So in every two-week pay period, if you're at work in your seat, ready to take calls at the beginning of your shift, you work to the end of your shift and you don't call off on any of your scheduled days, then you get a $3 an hour attendance bonus for that um, pay period. Um, so instead of $14 an hour, you make $17 an hour. You, oh, wow. You, That's crucial. Yeah. You miss it. You miss it one pay period, you can get it back the next, right? So, but it, it rewards the people that work hard to keep their slot filled one way or another, either by with them or a, or, or a coworker. And it, if you, if you're sitting next to somebody and you, they, they are coming in late and, and they're calling off, at least when you're in your spot, you know, you're making $3 an hour more than they do. So it kind of uh, helps that. And, yeah. and, and then along with that, we have a productivity bonus. So uh, if you uh, maintain a, an average call volume at one level, then you can make an extra five cents a call. If you get it to the next highest level, then it's 15 cents a call. Um, so if you're sitting around and you're you know, slow to pick up calls or you know, getting up to go to the bathroom every five minutes or whatever it is, and your call volume isn't as high, then your productivity bonus isn't going to be as high. Um, so again, that person that's keeping their nose to the grindstone, um, you know, we have people that can get a thousand dollars in productivity bonus uh, just for sitting in and doing the job the way they should. And with things like that too, again, it, it, you have to make sure these bonuses are achievable. You know, when you would go into that class and you're like, there, are, you know, and then the teacher was in there, I give, I don't give any A's in my class. <laughs> Well, why am I going to work for one then? <laughs> you know? uh, I've had that teacher. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Why do, why, why do I want to do my homework? I'm not going to get the A anyway. Are you kidding me? So, you know, you don't have to set these bonus programs up as coast goals by any means, but you also can't put them at a range where nobody can achieve them because then you're just going to create a bunch of coasters because no matter how hard they work, they're not going to get it anyway. Right. So it has to hit that sweet spot. So productivity, attendance, productivity, and then for us in this, in the CSR role, like the, the third portion of it is quality. I don't care how fast you are and how much you show up every day. If I would rather miss the call than have you answer it, then it's not a good job fit. <laughs> so um, your quality is the, is, the, is the main thing that even qualifies you for, for the bonus period. If your quality score isn't at a high enough level, then I don't care how many calls you took, you're not going to get a bonus on them. So that that program, attendance, productivity, and quality puts together the key, the primary uh, key components of, of what ta it takes to be a, a rock star CSR for us and rewards people on, on, all, all of them, on all of them. I love paying people based on meritocracy, you know, merit. You look at you know, any sports league, NFL, NBA, MLB, the the best players, the ones that contribute most to the team's success, they get paid higher. They have better contracts. But really? 
it seems like a lot with parking. It's like, oh, you've been here one year, you make $15 an hour. You've been here two years, you get 16. You've been here three years, you get 17. And it's, there's no incentive to work harder than the, than the lazy person who's does the minimum to get by. So having bonuses for showing up or for uh, doing things going above and beyond to pay those that are doing better, I think is a, is a no brainer. And I think it was Peter Drucker, there's quote kind of, uh, what doesn't get measured doesn't get managed. So mm-hmm. that follow-up, that measuring, employee evaluations, reviews, it's so critical to management and to keeping employees engaged and happy. I, I've worked for organizations where go four or five years without an employee review, even you know, even in an executive. I think that's important. Hey, how how can I get better? You know, how or or you know, what are things I'm doing good at? Give me the pat on the back because I think a lot of employees are dying for that that feedback, that review, especially some of these newer generations, believe it or not. So it's, man, that's great stuff. Um, any final thoughts on employee retention and employee engagement? Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, at the at the end of the day, I think it really does kind of circle back up to the big picture of just keeping everything aligned with the with your employees. They understand what the needs of the business are, why the needs of the business are, and 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 what your expectations of them are. And you taking the time to understand them, their goals, their aspirations, motivations, and and what they need from you and finding ways to marry those. And and then a lot of things kind of help take care of themselves because you're you're in like, you know, like a harmony with it. Yep. Well said. And Tammy, thank you so much. So I made a lot of notes. I want to put these into bullet point form to share for uh, employees in the future. But um, when you're not working on employee development and working with your team, what do you like to do for fun? <laughs> um, listen to Brene Brown on audio. audio. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, She's got some good Ted talks too. <laughs> no, but um, I do a lot of home improvement stuff, you know, myself laying tile and things like that and running around with my kids. I have three kids. I have three dogs. So running around being a mom and, uh, you know, all the fun stuff that comes with that. Oh man, three dogs, three kids. That's a that's a loud, busy household. So plus <laughs> plus your COO. That's a that's a lot. Thank you, uh, Tammy, for sharing the insights with our team. Thank you for the support as a sponsor. I won't ask how to contact Parker because I will put that in the show notes. And we've had Parker on the last few episodes, so uh, we will definitely promote Parker on the social media. But um, thank you so much. Have a happy, uh, Merry Christmas, and a wonderful New Year. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much for having me on. It was a great time. This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker's solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Parker helps capture revenue, provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks, and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parking podcast. This episode is brought to you by Tez Technology. Since 1993, Tez has developed innovative text-based mobile solutions designed to streamline operations, increase efficiency, and improve overall customer experiences. My favorite is the ability to pay for parking without having to download an app.
Test Solutions includes SMS Valet, Text to Park, Permit to Park, and much more. I think every organization or city or university should be adding Tez to their payment options arsenal. Learn more about Tez at tezhq.com.